Hockey Moms, check out bluelinehockeyclub.com for all the past and future podcasts. Tonight's podcast is brought to you by... Summer is certainly in full swing. The guys at Blue Line Hockey Club Podcast only grill their favorite summer feasts with HockeyHandles.com. That's Hockey Handles with a Z. At Hockey Handles, their mission is to make customized, high-quality, handcrafted products from broken hockey sticks, which we all know would otherwise be thrown out and fill our landfills. Be environmentally conscious this summer with their three-piece grill sets. Line your grill with one of these Hockey Handles three-piece grill sets to include a fork, tongs, and a spatula. These all-metal surface, non-stick, stainless steel sets will be the talk of your next summer barbecue. Order your customized set today. Go to HockeyHandles.com. That's HockeyHandles.com. Welcome back to the Blue Line Hockey Club, folks. We have episode 69 tonight, the usual suspect sitting in the house. 69, boys. Big one. Nice. <laughs> so we have we have our producer, Patrick Uncle Lardy Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. And our local nerd on staff, our IT guy, Robbie P. Peters. What's up, Pete? Hey, how's your mama now? And the all-around sports guru, Derek B. Train Hitu. What's up, Derek? What's up, sweet and your host of the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, Mark, the Dr. Morley. Oh, doctor. We've got a very special guest sitting in with us tonight, Colton Saucerman. Welcome to episode 69. Colton, how are you tonight? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Coming on, Colton. So, Colton, you back out with Idaho Steelheads now? Nope. What an honor, though. Hey, Mark, real quick. What an honor to be number 69. Come on. Yeah. Well, that's why I decided to come on. I knew it was episode yeah. 69. We lined that up. Yeah, we lined it up. <laughs> that was a deal breaker. It was supposed to be next week, but he said no way. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we got to have the big beard um, guy for the six, episode 69 for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Flavor, uh, I got, flavor I got, I'm, ro- I'm rocking baby beard right now. I had to, I decided for a little change, but it's it's coming back, so it's about a month month back into it so it'll be hopefully back by december put a little miracle girl on there you'll be all right yeah well it's insane <laughs> man how fast it grows it's in be like shave i i didn't shave all the way down i kind of just went you know a little more than five o'clock shadow and literally like a week later i'm like wow i can't see my my face anymore like my chin's gone again and it just grows back so fast yeah i mean in 30 days i'd be full bush where they, uh, there's a whole beard fad out there these days like you know there's a lot of guys out there that are growing beards and you know it's a cool thing to do and uh so you're fitting right in there man oh i and honestly i I love having it i mean i think i started losing my hair pretty young unfortunately and i just i thought that it was a buddy of mine that kind of convinced me to just rock it and in college i was never allowed to have it it was always just clean shaven kind of thing um the coach there just didn't want us to have facial hair at all and so as soon as I was done, I just was like, you know what? I'm going to rock it. Why not? And I, I absolutely love having it. So I definitely miss it right now. It'd be tough to wear a full mask with a beard like that, though, when you're in college. Well, I wore a, I wore a fishbowl in college, too. So it would have been, like, popping out the bottom if I would have had it. So where are you now, Colton? You're, did, did you go back to Idaho Steelhead from Utica? Is that where you're right now? Is that where you're playing? Yeah. So I just, I just, it just officially came out that I, I'm, I'll be back there. And, you know, I was kind of hoping to, to be back in Utica 
Utica and, you know, just things with Vancouver. They made a lot of transa- transactions in, in the summer and signed a bunch of D and stuff. So it kind of just wasn't a little bit unfortunate. I really liked being here and, um, you know, the the town was great and I loved playing for the team and a huge fan base and uh, very passionate fans and, um, but yeah, so, and like I said, I'm super happy about going back to Boise too. Like that is, it's gotta be one of the best spots I've played in for sure. Um, it just, it's, you wouldn't think it's a hockey town, but it's crazy. Like they sell out pretty much every game and it, the, the fan support and pretty well-educated hockey fans. Like, you know, you think like the West, maybe people aren't as, you know, the Northeast is obviously known for, I guess, their hockey knowledge and stuff, but I, I was pleasantly surprised about how educated the fans were out there when I got there and so I'm I'm officially going back and um I'm not sure if I'll be at Texas Stars camp there the AHL affiliate for the for the Steelheads but I'm not sure if I'll, I'm I'm going to go or not um but we'll uh we'll be back in Boise in October for sure Now did you uh get a bunch of uh Utica club before you left Dude, that beer, is, that beer. I'm sorry, that that beer is pissed. It's nasty. Well, it's, it's awful. We, it's awful, man. I'm sorry. I hadn't had it until we did that. Uh, my girlfriend and I did the brew at the zoo uh, in Utica, and they like they had it there, and I just had never had it or whatever. Just during the season, I guess I just stick to my, you know, when we do go out, I just stick to my my whiskey, but they she was like you got to try Utica club and I was like okay and it was it's it's worth the Miller Lite man. <laughs> well we're from upstate New York and um actually we, we used to play our our state championship games in Utica at that rink and uh, I can still say I don't think I've ever tried Utica club have you guys had it before Negative. I've had it it's friggin piss it's awful it's, I think it's worse than, <laughs> actually Genesee beer is better than Utica warm club. Genesee yeah warm Genesee <laughs> Yeah, that that ring, uh, Colton. Did you know that's where some of the uh, slap shot was filmed, right? Did you know that? I did. Yes, I did know that. I found that out once I was here. But yeah, I I definitely found that out, and that's it's hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> some funny. Of the, some of the games against Syracuse felt like that. So. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I are you still in? Are you still there in Utica? Are you still yeah, in Utica now? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm living with uh, my girlfriend from like Westchester. Um. So, but she. She ended up moving down when I was, um, we met kind of within the first couple of weeks that I was playing for the team. And then uh, she ended up moving down and getting a job down here. So we just have a, her place for the summer. And, you know, I was, like I said, originally I was hoping that I was going to stay and stuff, but honestly, it's been great here in the summer. It's been a little rainy, but I've uh, definitely got my golf in and, um, you know, the nightlife's not too bad. They do a, the Saranac on Thursdays is, is pretty cool. And, stuff like that a little block party with music live music and different bands get up there and stuff so i've definitely had a good summer how is your golf what's game? the court? what do you shoot sorry um i'm, I'm, I'm gonna say thing. i i think on my best my best round ever was an 80 um nice but uh, i think um i think the the thing about my golf game that's frustrating is my my inconsistency in putting and because i think like off the tee and my approach shots are pretty good but it's like i might be sitting birdie putt and I might three putt because I can't like for some reason like I don't understand it like I just don't have like the, the touch or I'm not reading it right or something like I need to go and take a lesson again honestly just because the inconsistency in my putting is just like you know you go from like having birdie opportunity to yeah. bogeying or you know even if you're 
you know, trying to save par in your three putt, it's like, fuck, like you got a double. And so <laughs> that's where my inconsistency is, is like, I'm usually, I make green and regulation or and pretty close to that. And then I end up three putting. So I go, you launch your putter you know, at all? <laughs> man, I'm just like, I'm so mad at myself. I'm just like, why? <laughs> like, and then I watch like a guy after me or whoever I'm playing with and he, and he reads it totally different and makes it. And I'm like, like, what were you seeing that I wasn't seeing? Like, <laughs> Color I think your that's left the most eye next time, or your right eye, whichever opposite one. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and I've tried probably like every putter grip you can imagine, like the claw, reverse, like standard golf grip, ten finger, like all of them, and it's just like <laughs> I can't find one that I like. <laughs> Yeah, golf's one of those things. I just played a little fucking Mickey Mouse course uh, last night, nine holes. I shot a 49. It's like, you know, I, wa- I get so excited to go play golf, and then the whole time I'm there, I'm pissed off. It's like, why do I want to go right. play golf again? <laughs> but then it's like, I, I always remember, I was like, the worst day on the course, still the best day with the boys. So I can't, you can't get too mad about it. But. So Colton, he, um, just for the listeners, you played four years at Northeastern. Um, what did you do after that? Did you go to the East Coast? And then I think your first AHL game was with the comments or what? Hershey when, Bears. What, what's your Hershey Bears? What was your timeline? Go over that a little bit for us. Yeah, so we um, finished up senior year. We lost in the first round of uh, NCAA to North Dakota. And uh, then right after that, I just like, I just kind of was, we had such a weird start to the year that we ended up having to like win out to even make the tournament. And we went on like this crazy streak after Christmas. And like, we won like 20 out of 22 games to finish the year. And so I was like, kind of in the still in that mode of like wanting to play you know not like enjoy senior spring and and so I my agent at the time was just like oh yeah like they, South Carolina is called and they, they want you to come down they only have like a few regular season games left they're for sure in the playoffs and they kind of like well depending on how you do and in the regular season games like you, they might hang on to you for playoffs and so went down there played four games did pretty well scored my first game ended up having four points in four games and they ended up hanging on to me which was I was just happy that they you know kept me around and then we ended up having one of the one of the guys that was uh our top defenseman like he he went down with an injury in like round one and next thing I know I'm like you know playing power play and like getting thrown into all these situations and it's not even technically my first year pro like I'm just kind of stepping in on a PTO and playing crazy minutes in the playoffs and we get all the way in the western or eastern conference finals game seven and we ended up losing but it was like kind of a crazy whirlwind like start and so I didn't get my first American League game I heard one of you guys mention the Hershey Bears and that was my first American League game and it was um New Year's Eve um I flew down that morning and or flew up I should say I flew up that morning and (laughs) played that night and was there for a couple weeks only ended up playing one game but um just kind of most of my American League games have kind of uh, uh, until Utica this year have been kind of you know one game here two games there like I spent a lot of time with Springfield so from Manchester I ended up getting traded to Manchester my second year and or my I guess my first full year and I was in Springfield and that's like a two-hour drive from Manchester so I would I literally we, we played a game in Manchester once and I drove right after the game and like played the next day with Springfield and then drove home Holy moly. It, 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 yeah so like you copy like I was driving <laughs> to like the game and then like driving right back home and um you know so it's it's got definitely been bouncing around so it was nice like to get my first like this season with Utica to get my first like actual stint 
with a team and not be like, oh, I played my first game. Like, am I going home? Like, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was nice to spend five months with the team. Where's home for you? Where'd you play your hockey? Uh, so I grew up in Colorado. I played in Colorado Springs uh, until I was 17 and then uh, did the USHL, uh, North American League for half a year, um, USHL for two, two and a half years. And then, uh, like you said, Northeastern uh, right after that. So how, how was the uh, Beanpot experience? Uh, were you there for the Beanpots? <coughs> you win? I know Northeastern won like back-to-back Beanpots. Is that right? Or was that last two years? No, they had to get rid of me in order to win one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, were I you was- there? Was there two twins yeah. there? Who were the two twins yeah. that were at Northeastern? No, they were. So the twins were before me. It was the Daniels brothers. Uh, oh, yeah, they yeah. were there before me. And then uh, I played with the Stevens brothers. Uh, Johnny and Nolan Stevens were there when I was there. Um, but yeah, I made three three Beanpot finals and, and never won. So, I mean, I was going against the, the Johnny Goudreau era at BC. So it was it was pretty tough to, to win a a bean pile sure. when Kevin Kevin Hayes, Johnny Gaudreau, Mike Matheson, Ian McCaution, <laughs> Thatcher Demko. Yeah, Thatcher Demko. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty hard, pretty hard to score when that kid's in that. So, um, and then the one year we lost in an OT to BU, guy by the name of Jack Eichel was on the team. So never heard of. Him. <laughs> yeah, never heard of him either. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was it was uh, those tournaments are a blast. Though I mean, it's it's hard to like explain to somebody who's not like from Boston to like what that means to like the city. And I I always tell this story because it's kind of funny. Like my freshman year, we were you know kind of just below a couple games below 500. And like I remember we had like a season a season ticket holder event night or something like that, like a fundraiser and one of the alumni was talking to me about like oh well the season can still be salvaged and I'm like man we're probably not going to make playoffs like what's this guy talking about and he's like oh as long as you win the bean pot it's not a failure of the season and I'm like really like I mean that's that's what this tournament means to you guys like you know and I hadn't played in it yet so but then you go and you play in it and it's the whole upper bowl is student like they only yeah. sell like the bottom bowl to general admission because all the schools just fill up the whole entire upper bowl with students and like the four different bands are playing like all at different times and it's just like the craziest environment um absolute blast to play in that tournament and it's on nesson so everyone can watch yeah. that around new england it's unreal exactly yeah so it's, it's just a huge like huge deal and so it's super fun and yeah it was awesome to finally see northeastern win one and definitely you know statistically we're you know northeastern's the worst statistically won the fewest bean pots of any of the four schools so it's awesome to see them go back to back and it means a lot to to the school and to all the alumni for sure definitely so colton uh northeastern's a pretty tough school to get into educationally how uh, are you a smart guy how did you get into northeastern uh Sorry. luckily i was hockey halfway, halfway, de- halfway decent at hockey i was, <laughs> that was pretty no i, I wasn't I, was, I wasn't a bad student um i think you know I, my my grades i guess and i wouldn't jump off the page at you but um i i was i was a pretty lazy student while i was in college so a lot of a lot of sleeping in and missing classes and, and playing call of duty so um i definitely if i could go back and do that over i probably would have bared down a little sooner i, I finally figured it out my junior and senior year but freshman and sophomore year i was definitely not into studying and more into just enjoying the college experience. yeah uh, it was yeah it's, it was pretty fun in downtown boston the whole city's your playground so uh, yep. oh yeah we definitely can relate to uh not taking school so serious in college so let's talk a little bit about when you went up to uh went up to toronto and uh, it's with Lou Lamondello, 
um, was a GM there, right? Yep, yep. They was so nice. I had just finished up my first my first year, and they called they called my agent like two days before camp, and they were like, "Yeah, we you know we have obviously the whole sales pitch. Oh, we're looking for one more defenseman, and it's kind of funny because like Toronto is known for signing way more guys than they need, and I mean you look at Newfoundland this year, and I think they had like of their thirteen or fourteen forwards they had, I think eleven of them were on contract with with the Marlies, so they way over signed guys, and so I was like, okay, well I'll just go up to camp and we'll see what happens, and then he calls me back like the day before I'm leaving, and he goes, yeah, like they really want you to come, but they they want you to shave, and I I thought he was, I thought he was kidding, you know, and I was like, what what? And I called my dad. I was like, dad, is this for real? Like, should I even go? Like, is this worth my time? And he's like, yeah, like you know, you you might as well go. Like, what's the word? Like, you could always grow it back, and who knows? Maybe they end up liking you, taking a chance on you, whatever. And I was like, okay. And so I, at that point, I'd been growing it for almost two years, and I shaved it bare, like baby face. And <laughs> I get up, I get up there and practice for three days, and then they send me home. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's it, unfortunate. It was it, it was it, it was back in about seven months, so it, it wasn't too bad. But this is a funny story, and like I totally understand. Like lose, you know, it's just the old classic. Like you know, he's very old school, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. I just, you know, my personal opinion, I don't think that having facial hair or, you know, in this day and age, like tattoos means that you're unprofessional. It's just, you know, and it's not like it was homeless man beard, you know, like I, <laughs> I spent, I spent money on it to like do it, you know, like, yeah, like, I, you know, I, I go to the barber probably more than he gets his hair cut, like, <laughs> you know, so I, and my product and, you know, stuff like that. So it's like, I, w- I wasn't looking bragly, but it, you know, I understand it and it makes sense. So. Do you have a George Steinbrenner thing? You have yeah, a product, exactly. right, Colin, for your beard? Yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry. When I got to Utica, it was, it was kind of funny. They, a couple of companies had reached out prior to me being in Utica. And then when I got to Utica, there was like a crazy, like, you know, boom of like people just reaching out to me and like wanting to send me stuff. And so I was, again, I was talking to my dad. I was like, dad, should I like actually sign with one of these companies and like use it exclusively? And he was like, I don't know. Like, I, I think you're doing it right by just like milking it and keeping the, you know, you're getting free product. So, and then I would basically just like email them back and be like, oh yeah, I like this one or no, nah, I didn't really like that one. And, and then finally this guy from Vancouver actually reached out to me and it's, it's, an, it's called Big City Beards and it's, it's a all organic uh, beard oil company. Um, and so he, when I talked to him on the phone, when he called me, I was just like, man, this he's kind of up and coming. And, and that's kind of one that I wanted to get involved with was one that, you know, not, it wasn't a huge, you know, company already established and like having me on board wasn't going to mean anything to them really. Like this guy was really excited about having me come on and really felt like I could help and, you know, sell his product. And so I, I use that beard oil and balm, you know, all my brushes and stuff are from that company now. That sounds, sounds like Pat's eating off materials. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cole, would you say oh. there's like a certain uh, segment of women out there that just love the beard? It's, yeah, I, I think. Um, well, my you know my girlfriend's one of them. She loves it. Um, but I, yeah, I think I think there's definitely. I feel like women are either they love it or they hate it. You know, and so it seems like I since I've had it, I've always found I guess girls that enjoy it and that like it. So, um, but yeah, she's she was. It was funny because when I ended up shaving this summer, she wasn't like she didn't hate the short beard either 
older. So it was kind of like, I think she's just, she always liked guys with facial hair. So it kind of, it kind of worked out, but she's definitely itching to have it come back too. So, you know, speaking of, speaking of itching, you got any issues with your beard itch? Like when it gets that long or no? <laughs> no, when it actually, when it gets that long, like it's not, once you get past like that month and a half, like two months, it's like, it doesn't itch anymore. So the worst part is when that first like week or two for me, when it, I shaved it down and it was coming back, I'm like, holy shit, I haven't itched this thing in like years because it, it hasn't bothered me at all. And I was like, wow, I need it to get back quick or I'm about to just shave my whole face. So I'm good now. It's, it's past that point now. So uh, I just spoke to somebody, uh, beardlaws.com. He's got a website about beard laws. It's pretty funny, you know, about, uh, you know, why beards are, you know, the best and why women love them. He's got like 70 some rules or something. It, it was pretty funny. Pretty cool. Uh, I had never seen it before. I'm just, you know, curious. Has anybody else seen that? I haven't, no. Yeah, well, if you no. get a chance, beardlaws.com. It, it's pretty cool, pretty funny. If you're into beards, you'll you'll definitely get a kick out. Of it. Yeah, I think I've seen I think I've seen a few of them. Um, it's like you touch you touch my beard, I get to grab your ass. Right. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff. So, that's a good rule. Yeah. Right. If you touch my beard without asking, I get to touch your ass. Exactly. Yeah. So. So you know, just with you know the conversation with Colton up with the Toronto Marlies. Um, you know, what, what does everyone think about the Maple Leafs signing a captain this year? Um, the, you know, the Maple Leafs are very picky on signing captains. Um, do you guys think this is a year that they might put a C on someone's shirt? Yeah, I'll touch on that real quick. I mean, you know, we talked about it earlier about how, you know, Austin Matthews or JT, you know, JT's obviously more of a veteran in the league and it's been around a little longer, established. But is Austin Matthews the face of that franchise that's going to be there for a long time? I guess my other thought on that is why are they so fucking picky? if they haven't won a Stanley Cup in forever. So yeah. maybe they need to change, change it up a little bit and just make a decision. Yeah, it's weird. I, I would yeah, I think, to, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I, I just, uh, you know, piggyback that. I, I think that JT's a guy that you could have kind of mentor Matthews too. Like, I think eventually it'll be Matthews. I think they were waiting for him to, you know, it's surprising, like, obviously, like, a guy like Sid gets handed the captaincy pretty quickly. Like, I thought they would have handed it to him last year after a great, you know, he, he's proven himself as the, an elite player like and then now you sign a guy like Tavares that can help him and it's not like John I don't think John signed there to to be the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs like he signed there because it was the right fit and like he wanted to play with those guys and 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 try to win a Stanley Cup and I think he would be just fine being an alternate captain or you know helping Matthews take control but it, it is it's weird like to not have a captain for such a historic franchise like it, it's just weird not having a captain and I, I definitely think that they should and maybe it's just kind of they have bad karma because you know in the playoffs and stuff like that maybe like <laughs> just name a captain and maybe maybe you'll get past the yeah, you know, right. first round so like, <laughs> I'm of is it a Babcock thing though like is it just since he's been coach or what it, no, I think they've gone in the right direction since he's been there I think but and his success with Detroit was you know obviously un, undeniable and how successful he was there but I think um, you know I think you just need to go ahead and hand Matthews a 
see and, and see what happens. Yeah, I was thinking that, uh, you know, Tavares is the guy, even if it's only for a couple of years until Matthews is, is truly ready. But, um, you know, that that's just my opinion. Tavares is tested. He's older. He's nasty. Uh, and I think everybody already looks up to him. So that's naturally going to be his spot. But, uh, you know, like you said, with a Matthews coming up the ranks and being the face, it's a tough call, no doubt. Yeah, it's just, you know, Derek was asking if it's just a Babcock thing. I think it's just a Maple Leafs thing. Like, they, they haven't had a captain since Dion Phaneuf in 2015 and 16. And, um, you know, and then they, they've gone periods uh, without a captain. So, like, 2007 and 2008, Sundin was the captain. And then they went, like, uh, two years, I want to say, without a captain. And it just seems like they're very picky. And I'm with Colton on that, that I think it might even be, like, a curse. They need to just stop doing that because they're the only NHL team that does it. And, it, you know, maybe something to turn that around, that franchise around. But in my opinion, I think Matthews is the franchise player. Uh, he's going to be there. He's going. They're going to put his jersey in the rafters, get the captain on his shirt, and uh, just stop this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I agree. But I, I agree with your point, too. Like, Johnny would be a great one to have, too. Like, he's obviously – and like you said, Matthews could learn a lot from him, and I'm sure already has. But um, I think in term, if you're thinking long term, you, you give him the C right now, and and you just let him grow. And for sure, there's going to be growing pain still. Are they going to win a Stanley Cup next year? Probably not. But you're looking hopefully in the next couple of years. Like I think it's realistic in the next couple of years they they could win one if they finally get all the pieces together. The same situation's going on in Detroit right now. You mentioned Detroit. Um, they're another team that only had like three captains in the last 20 or 25 years or something like that. Oh yeah, you're and, right. Uh, yeah. And they had three A's on this on the jerseys last year, and I think they're talking about giving it to one of their younger guys, Larson. So it happened. Yeah. Larkin, sorry, yeah. Larkin. Yeah, yeah. I think Larkin should be for sure. Yeah, he's pretty nasty. They need a captain on that that team, though. I mean, they they need some leadership. I mean, they're obviously struggling. Um, where Toronto has a lot more firepower up front, a lot more guys to choose from. Where you know a team like Detroit seems like they need somebody to step up and be the leader in the locker room and help them win some games here. Well, Steve Eiserman well, and Chris Ottinger yeah. are really only just a month or two in. I'm really curious to see how you know how they do over the next year. What about you, Cole? Yeah, 100%. Now that Stevie Wise back, that you talk about karma and the the juju going for your organization. Like he's he's going to turn that franchise around. Look what he did for the Lightning. I okay. mean. Talk about, uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, though, what, what about, like, uh, you know, before we leave the Maple Leafs too quick, Mitch Marner departing, going to the Islanders. That's, uh, Islanders just uh, took a big boost to the lineup right there. I mean, that's that's massive, in my opinion. He's he's a hell of a player. He's underrated, He's underrated, really, in my opinion, too. But he's, he's the guy's nasty. Um, did they sign him? Any, uh, opinions? Yeah, I believe so. They did? Oh, I, I, there was, oh, I saw it was an offer sheet. It was an offer sheet, yeah. Oh, yeah, have not signed yet? Because I, I, didn't, I didn't hear that. I didn't, I obviously, it was keeping a close eye on it but i was looking at um cap friendly earlier today and i hadn't seen that he had signed yet but no i was what like, i heard was an offer sheet yeah offer sheet was out there but uh he, he didn't take it but uh he's he's still a restricted free agent so a lot actually the nhl network said you know a lot of teams haven't signed their top players yet because they're waiting to see what he does you know just in case if he decides not to go with toronto um you know they're leaving um some space open to sign him, you know, Patrick Line, um, you know, Kyle Connor, Braden Point, Matthew Kachuk, 
uh, McAvoy, all these guys still have not signed yet and their teams, um, you know, are kind of waiting for Mitch Marner to decide what to do. And then once that happens, you'll see all these, all these players sign, I think within weeks after Mitch Marner signs. Um, but you're right there. There is an offer sheet from the Islanders to Mitch Marner and it's pretty significant, right, Mark? It's what, would you say? Yeah, 91 million, 13 million a year. Yeah. So, and uh, that's like an unheard of number. I mean, this, who's getting 13 million? We talked well, about a little bit before. I think uh, one he, guy, Colton Sosserman of the AHL, I think he's making like 18 million. <laughs> Shit. I haven't seen it. Checks check, check are bouncing or something. I haven't seen it. Um, is McDavid's not even making 13 a year. I know. I, I think that number's crazy. He's, yeah, he's only. I think he's only only making 12. Um, but yeah, that, that'd be insane. I mean, he'd be. But again, it's just I. I feel like that him putting it off or not taking that right away. Like I feel like he wants to be in Toronto. You know, like they're they're finally starting to have some success, like making it and and they're. Putting the pieces together so maybe he just wants to stay and i don't know i feel like uh the yeah. islanders are trying to stick it to toronto for taking jt from oh payback I mean, yeah oh payback there well it's yeah it's ironic lou lou goes there and jt goes to toronto it's just like uh, <laughs> the storyline is endless yeah exactly the bold in the nhl the bold and the beautiful nhl I just, wanted, I just wanted to say real quick uh um you know dennis potvin who you know was uh, a big player for the islanders um, you know, was a cornerstone of the Stanley Cups uh, when they won four in a row or uh, whatever it was there in 73 to 88 or whatever. He's been actually the announcer since um, the inaugural season of the Florida Panthers. He's the uh, uh, TV commentator. He actually retired on Monday, so he is officially done. So Florida Panthers um, announcing that uh, Dennis Potman is no longer with the uh, um, the team, the TV analyst. So I thought that was pretty, pretty big news. Um, uh, something to throw in there real quick. A little tidbit for everyone. You know, Potvin is a big guy. Like I said, the Islanders cornerstone hockey hall of fame guy. And he officially yeah. hung it up. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to have a couple of cer- ceremonies there because Luongo is getting his Luongo, uh, yeah. one, getting his uh, jersey, number one jersey retired in the rafters uh, beginning of the season. So they'll have to have a couple of different ceremonies in Florida. Yeah. Man, that's wild. I'm excited to see the Panthers. I think they're going to do well this year. Should be a good time. I think they, didn't yeah. they draft a goalie, a high goalie in the uh, draft this year that's why the lungo kind of uh decided to retire anybody know that yeah they, they have i know that i played with the one guy in springfield uh montembo um and he was he was their draft pick i want to say 17 but um, I don't know who they drafted. I can't remember who they drafted this year. I mean, what was this draft? 2000 or 2001? Like, it's so young. <laughs> yeah, right. I, can't even, I can't even fathom. Like, um, But, uh, yeah, so now that they got, well, Bobrovsky's there now, and, yeah. wow, yeah. they're going to have I, – I honestly, I think they're going to be they're going to be dangerous. Like, they're they're right there, I think, and making a jump. And I think on their decor is getting a little better. They got Strawman now, and, uh, you know, obviously Matheson, Yandel, like, now that they a guy that can play, you know, Bobrovsky's going to play, what, probably 50, 50 games for him this year. Like, Luongo is just, you know, he was unreal, obviously, but he's battling being hurt all the time. And so maybe they, you know, 
they'll finally have the goaltending to, to stick it out and maybe make a run in the playoffs. I don't know. Picking up yeah. Joel Quenville has got to be, you know, huge for that organization as well. He's no slouch himself. No. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And just, he, you know, he's a winner too. So that's just, I think he just brings that, that confidence into to the locker room. And, you know, he, he just like, he's, from everything I've heard about him too, like he, he just commands, you know, the locker room and just guys respect the hell out of him. So um, that should be, should be interesting for Florida for sure. Yeah, maybe they'll break a record. Maybe they'll break a record and sell a uh, thousand season tickets. <laughs> Fill the exactly. bottom hole. <laughs> Where are you working out, Cole? What are you doing this summer? Besides softball, I mean, I don't think that's working out. I mean, <clears throat> there's a couple cold beers when you're playing softball. I know. Yeah, I I uh, I pitched last night. It's it we playing a slow pitch, uh, slow pitch league with my, some of my girlfriend's friends from work and stuff. And so I was pitching last night, and I gave up 13 runs. So it wasn't a <laughs> wasn't a good night. But um, no, I just you know I work out. Maybe I'll get picked up by the Orioles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know what? It's funny because like I had played like uh fast pitch before and, and, and it's so much harder to hit slow pitch than it is like fast pitch, obviously. And even though it's hitting a softball is definitely, I think harder than baseball just cause it, you know, rises up and stuff. And it's just like a different, um, but it, anyway, it was, so yeah, I'm, I'm working out here in town and uh, just at the, the gym here and you know, I kind of have a different training regimen. I love doing, you know, yoga. And I think like going into my fourth, year I've just kind of adapted my training a little bit during the summer where it's not you know I don't I don't lift super heavy you know and I don't think hockey players should be lifting super heavy anyway like my personal opinion I don't think it does anything to benefit you really I think you're more you're better off doing explosive you know training and plyometrics and that's kind of what I stick to and I'm super into the yoga you know um, so yeah it's been been a really good summer I've been traveling a lot lately too so uh, I was in Prague for a week week and a half Um, except see Prague it was awesome that's so cool um so yeah it's been been a good summer but it definitely got the itch to get back on the ice and start these when does that start up for you guys so I'm going to head out. Yeah. It's the end of September. Like if, like I said, if I may or may not be going to the Texas stars camp. I'm kind of deciding if I want to go, um, if I need, you know, need to take a look or whatever, for whatever reason, uh, the coach that I played for in Boise is now the assistant coach there. So he and I have kind of been in contact and it's like one of those things where, you know, if, if they need to take a look at me and they want me to come to camp, then I'll come, I'll come. But if they don't, then, you know, he knows if, if Texas needed a guy or whatever. I, I would go. He knows kind of what, what kind of player I am and everything like that. So um, I'll get out to Boise probably the 26th of September, and then camp usually starts 1st of October. Colton, you've been around the uh, East Coast AHL a little bit. Have you gotten a fight yet? And what was that like? Yeah, I've been in a few. Pull on your beard a little bit? <clears throat> I had I had one guy. I've only had one guy. Two years of pro. I've only had one guy pull on my beard, um, and there was a legitimate like chunk laying on the ice. Um, but yeah, I've been in a couple. I I made the mistake of fighting probably one of the toughest guys in the ECHL at the time, uh, Yannick Turcotte. He played in uh, Worcester, and he was in the Islanders system, and he was like heavyweight for the ECHL, and it was just like a scrum kind of in front of the net, and I I like whacked him because he kind of like our goal. 
goalie had covered it and he was kind of jabbing and so I whacked him and I didn't pick up my head and so he whacked me again and, and I, I slashed him one more time and I just dropped my stuff and then I looked up and it was him Fuck. and yeah I was, and I definitely <laughs> lost I, I held my own I think like I, I for sure lost but I didn't get knocked out I took it as, as a success because I didn't get knocked out and I only had like two or three spots on my head were like <laughs> that were like you know raised and, and kind of bumpy but uh, he oh, was a lefty so I, I yeah so I, I ate the first three punches until I figured out that he was a lefty so um, I'm definitely not not a fighter but I guess if, you know I'm the guy I feel like in a situation if a teammate was cheap shotted I would jump in no matter who it was even if I lost but, sometimes um, Colton when you mess with a bull you get the horn that's right that's right and honestly I, I think in terms of fighting I guess my view on it is I I don't consider even if you get your ass beat that it looks bad because you were there that's and right. you did it so yeah, sure. uh, especially when it comes to standing up for a teammate there's no shame in you know getting beat if you stood up for your teammate so it doesn't matter how many you lose it matters how many you're in I went to uh, I took my family to a Greenville Swamp Rabbits game and I think they were playing the Florida Everblades and literally uh, not even two seconds went off clock and it was a line brawl this guy I forget his name I, I knew his name I can't think of it right now he just went he was a fighter for the uh, uh, Swamp Rabbit and uh, after they kind of broke up the fight a little bit he skated over to the Florida Everblades uh, bench and started fighting some of the players but uh, and it just went on it was a snowball effect from there it was uh, it was pretty classic uh, East Coast hockey game was it Great uh, place to bring the game. what's that was it Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Gogol? It could have been. I, I'm not sure. He was a little, sh- sh- he was pretty short. He wasn't a big guy yeah. at all. He was smaller, yeah. <laughs> yeah, smaller guy. Yeah. It was. Tough league. Tough <laughs> league. <laughs> no, it's different. It's, it's just a different dynamic. I think it, you know, it kind of gets this rapper, you know, being, you know, a little more slap shotty kind of, I guess. And it's just kind of run and gun and very undisciplined. And, you know, there's a lot of things about the league that I think are, are good. And, um, you know, it's, it's want, it wants to be a developmental league and it is a developmental league but I think you know when you're only playing 10 forwards and it's you know you only have one referee it's like you play these teams you know 15 times in a year like it you know what do you expect on game 10 like you know of course you're gonna and then and then you play possibly that team again best of seven in the playoffs like I mean we played when I was in Manchester no joke we played Adirondack 15 times and then we played them first for the first round of the playoffs totally <laughs> Six games. You know, you know what I mean. Like we played a team twenty-one times. You know everything year. about like, them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like we don't even need to watch a video on them because like <laughs> we we know like we know what they're doing, and so it's just you know it's hard. And like obviously, I think the money issue is hard for some guys to handle too. And so you you see a lot of guys leaving for Europe because it you know get paid better over there and stuff. So there's a lot of things that you know I was a you know PHPA member for a couple years and am doing it again this year. But it you know there's a lot of things that we brought up to try to make the league a little you know a little better like raise the guys pay a little bit like make it 12 you know 12 forwards like get two referees in there so there's not like because eventually like you know you said like guys do cheap shit and then what do you think's gonna happen like there's gonna be a line ball like guys want to hold each other accountable so you have two referees and you don't let shit go on no 
loaded, you know, the sleuth that's behind the play and crazy cheap shit, then yeah, it might be, it might not get knocked for being kind of a, you know, that league, I guess. But yeah, I thought for sure somebody was going to get like literally big time hurt during that game. Like there's a lot of cheap shit going on. Yeah. It's, like, you know, and the guys complain about the refs all the time. I'm like, dude, there's only one of them. Like he can't see, <laughs> he can't see everything. Like they miss shit when there's two of them, like let alone one ref. And like these guys are doing back to, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what it feels like sometimes. And it's like, man, like it gets so out of hand and so out of control sometimes, but you know, it, like I said, it, be, it beats a desk job any day. So, <laughs> hey Colton, just before we let you go here, just um, when was it that the the Colton Sossman beard went viral? Uh, was when that, I got I mean, to Utica. Utica? Is that when it happened? Yeah, yeah. So it was it was kind of you know like the the trip out was normal. Like you know you the, the team releases a, oh we've called up you know Colton Sossman and you know so you get the you know few maybe twenty followers and news articles on Twitter and Instagram and then so then then the next day I get into town and I, I have the first practice and which is rare because like that was my first call up that I actually had a practice before I played not just going right into a game um, so that was nice but then afterward the, just the local media station just like channel 5 or whatever it is here in town their media guy was out there and he was just asking me some questions and then next thing I know like I had a long travel day come from Boise and then I went home after that I took a nap for like an hour and I woke up to like 1500 <laughs> notifications on my phone and I was like what the hell is going on and it was just that interview <laughs> and somehow it made it to like either somebody at the news station knew somebody at barstool or like i don't even know and it ended up on barstool and then after that fit and chick and then the next day was our first game my first game and then i ended up scoring so then it was like i had like 1500 followers maybe on instagram like when i got there and <laughs> in one day it jumped to 3000 like 1500 overnight and then the next day it like doubled and a half it was like over 7000 within two days wow awesome. and it was like yeah it was crazy man like, like i said barstool spin chicklets like did espn podcast like it was it was insane like and just over and it was it was funny because i was like man this is my third year <laughs> like this isn't like my first you know what i mean like glimpse at the american league like i had played 25 games in the american league up to that point and i'm like yeah that, i'm not really new i've been <laughs> around for a little bit <laughs> and so that was, was any, like funny is that was you get anything from like the bang boss or the porn hub or anything <laughs> I never did. I was kind of, kind of bummed about that. <laughs> Now, now you're thinking like Jesus. Now I gotta fucking update my Instagram every day. <laughs> well, it's like got people paying attention. Now, yeah. Well, my, my like my girlfriend did like digital media and marketing and stuff. And I'm like, is this good to post? Like, should I? When should I post? Like, what time? Yeah, right. That's what, What's good for my followers? And like, thank, thank God I have her because she's like helps me keep up my social media stuff. Perfect. Nice. <laughs> well, Colton, we really appreciate you coming on the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight. That's been an epic episode 69 and. Um, I'm glad we had you on for this episode. Yeah, yeah guys, I, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And it was a blast talking the shit with you boys. And so I'm honored it was 69. Yes. We'll keep an eye <laughs> on it. We'll be watching, Colin. All right. Sounds good, fellas. I appreciate it. All right, Take man. care, man. Thanks thing. for coming on. Yeah, of course. All right, boys. Great episode number 69. Colton Sosserman. What a good guy. Oh, it did work out perfect, huh? With the beard, episode 69, Pornhub. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> good guy, huh? Pretty cool. Down yeah, there. I wasn't wasn't even, even thinking about, um, you know, products for beards. But, you know, now that it's such a craze to have a beard these days, there's like beard products all over the place. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it is crazy now. You know, they have the uh, curly mustaches and the uh, big old beards. The beards are the thing now. Uh, I'm just... 
I can't. I can grow a beard, but I just don't like uh, the feeling, the itchiness. So uh, it's actually, um, you know, it takes a lot of mental capacity to grow a big beard i think you gotta be pretty yeah know, it's tough to do after a while you just get i mean i tried it once uh, itchy i get sick of it and it's like uh, it's work man yeah good guy so boys, we, we went over most of the stuff in the nhl we do need to give a shout out here we need to do uh do an endorsement ad anybody want to kick that off i'll kick it off uh uh <clears throat> so listen king tuck graphics completely took care of you know my truck we just got it wrapped it's a full wrap um and from you know from beginning to end, I wasn't, it, it's the first time I ever wrapped a truck and I had no clue, you know, what I was getting into, but, uh, you know, King Tuck Graphics in Raleigh completely took care of us. From start to finish, there's an electronic process where you, you know, you get to see your proof before they do anything. You can confirm everything. Uh, electronically. I didn't even have to go to the shop. Um, everything was done online from you know beginning to end. And then the final product I thought was off the chart. I had no idea what to expect, but uh, wow, you can see our truck. You will be tailgating at the Carolina Hurricanes game this year. You'll be able to see it and uh, you know tell us what you think. Yeah, it definitely looks cool. I can witness it. I've seen it a few times. Really good. Uh, shout out to HockeyHandles.com. Hockey Handles with a Z. Um, they got uh, you know your barbecue barbecue utensils um, with the hockey sticks on the end of them. So check them out at HockeyHandles.com. Twenty percent off your broken sticks. If you have broken sticks, send them in. You get twenty percent off in, the hockey yep. handles. It's a great product. I mean, we're all using them, I think, now on the grills. Uh, just to have your, your hockey sticks dangling off the grill, um, super cool. Get out there and yeah. check them out, too. Good topic to talk on when you're grilling with, uh, you know, if you have a party or something. Who we got coming on next week, Rob? We have the Charlotte Checkers new head coach, Ryan Warsawski, uh, coming to uh, tell us about, uh, you know, what his plans are for taking over the, the Charlotte Checkers. He was the assistant coach last year when they won the championship, uh, the Calder Cup champs. Calder Cup. Yep. So, you know, it's going to be an awesome interview. I, I can't wait to, uh, you know, ask him a bunch of questions and, and hear what uh, they've got in store this season. Young guy, too. I think he just turned 20, <clears throat> 25 or 26. So I think he's, was it that age? he's pretty young. I don't know exactly what his age is, but he's much younger than us uh, to be uh, head coach of the, uh, um, you know, Calder Cup, former Calder Cup champions in the AHL. Um, so it'll be a good uh, uh, discussion. So, uh, you know, stay tuned next weekend for our podcast uh, with the, the new head coach of the Charlotte Checkers, AHL affiliate of the Carolina Hurricanes. And just to touch on that, we did have a signing of Don Waddell down in uh, the same organization in uh, Raleigh with our with the canes this week so he's, he's not going to minnesota no he's, he's back, back baby yeah. good for them well, that's good I, for I the can't imagine that they were going to let him carolina went deep this year the checkers won the uh calder cup, calder cup. i mean yeah. he's he's doing good things i i can't imagine uh you know he was going to go why would you let him go i mean yeah. <laughs> I think I think they were just playing kind of hardball with him, don't you? I mean, it was I don't, I, you don't let a commodity like that walk out of the building. And I think what I still think who will end up with Minnesota is is Hextall, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, they haven't. Uh, Minnesota hasn't signed a GM yet, so we'll see what happens out there. I'm I'm kind of pulling for Mike Madonna myself. Um, I know he doesn't want, or the story is, you know, he doesn't want it, but uh, I, I don't see why not. Um, he's a star. He's he was amazing. I, I think he would be just fine uh pulling those you know pulling the levers for minnesota i think eventually down the road but you're not going to see that here the next uh couple months uh 
but we're we're pretty close to the NHL season starting. Can't wait. A uh, lot of restricted free agents still have not signed. Mitch Marner, big one. Once he signs, I think everything's going to fall into place. So uh, pretty excited. And uh, yeah, so we, we got uh, uh, September 16th is the first game, uh, first preseason game for the NHL. So that'll be kicking off the uh, this season, the 2021 season and uh, our 19-20 season. And we'll also probably be starting to hear a lot about what's going to be happening in Seattle. I think once we get into this season, um, you might start hearing a little bit more noise up there. I think Pat mentioned they haven't picked a mascot or a team name yet, right? Yeah, they haven't. Uh, they, you know, they, for the people that don't know, they hired the GM, Ron Francis, who's actually from here in Raleigh, currently lives here in Raleigh, um, won a Stanley Cup with uh, the Hurricanes, um, Hockey Hall of Famer. He's actually the GM uh, for the Hurricanes. He got fired, but uh, yeah, he's the new GM out there. Uh, he's He says he's not involved in uh, coming up with the mascot or the name or the nickname. Um, he's just worried about, you know, getting his the uh, management together. Um, head coach hasn't been announced. A lot of things coming out of Seattle, but uh, exciting. We're, uh, we're going to yeah. be at the Carolina Hurricanes game against the Washington Capitals uh, Sunday, September 29th at uh, 1.30. Uh, we'll be tailgating for that event. It's going to be, I mean, obviously we're all excited to get back into hockey season here after, you know, a long last season. Steel Vatchkin. Can't wait to see Vatchkin. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. They're actually giving tickets away uh, I think for September free. 4th. You have to, well, excuse me, September 7th for everybody. Uh, <laughs> 7th or 9th it's <laughs> September 4th. Uh, they're giving away tickets. Go online, they're giving away free tickets, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. So there's a lot of good news, a lot of good hockey news. Hopefully next week we'll see something happening in their restricted free agent market that we can talk about and uh you know great interview with colton sossman tonight and wishing the best of luck this year out in idaho that's where he lands up so until next time folks keep your stick on the ice keep your head up